Alphabet Fly and Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person who is a has a name who is of this earth. Yes, and I have yep, a name. And you also have a giant metal suit. Well, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out because suit. you've had problems. You've had problems with this in the past. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a hint. My name has four letters in um, it. Terminus. Mm. That's who we're talking about today. <laughs> no, it's Rick. It's Rick. Um, yeah, we're, but we're going to be talking about Terminus again, who I don't have a lot of memory of. I, no. I don't have a lot of memory of. I know his look. I know that uh, the in the current run of Superior Spider-Man... Um, he just got all of his cosmic power taken out, and it's now inside of Spidey Oc, aka Otto Octavius, and the clone body of half his body and half uh, Peter Parker's body. And now he's a cosmically powered superior Spider-Man. I'm having a hard time with the picture of Terminus as well. I want to say I want to say it's kind of an Eternals. But I think I'm right on that. Mm, you're not right. Think Herald of Galactus. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Herald of Galactus. Let me let me make sure. The name sounds no, familiar. No, not Herald of Galactus. But... Just a gigantic, cosmically powered person. Okay. okay. So, well, you got okay. Not Eternal, but he's cosmic. cosmic. Okay. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Describe him. Okay, we've got. Hmm. We've got a guy in a big silver exoskeleton suit, and it's ah boy, we got a it's it's all silver except for a red kind of chest plate thing right in the center. It looks like he's got a big helmet that's covering a smaller helmet, which his face is inside of, and that's the only flesh you see is just his one little part of his face right there. He looks stupid. Also, like. As a person who is somewhat portly, if I had the chance to make a robot suit for myself, I wouldn't uh-huh. make it look tubby. I'm okay. I I I see what you're like, saying there. I mean, if you're going to be a humanoid with like in a robot suit, mm-hmm. I wouldn't make it tubby. No, like, no. And, and, like, I, and, I wanna... I, like, I'm not trying to like shame anyone who happens to be a little bit more tubby. I happen to be more tubby, right? I don't have too many problems with it, but if I can create myself a new body, I'm gonna look like a jacked Adonis, right? Uh, you want something with with the right stripes to, you know, make you look good. Yeah, like I would, I would probably make myself like a taller, like slightly skinnier version of myself. Like he has a pooch. Well, okay. So first, first thing here is, is it's definitely an alien look here. So just looking at him, he's an alien look. So I, I, it does look like you've got a skinny man in a big suit. But if he is really that big, it, it, he's got the horizontal lines going for him, and it's just—it's not working, honey. It's just—it's it's not, not working. Also, it's not a really fun-looking suit. But no, it's really not. It's—it's—I it, want. It's—it's it's like if Colossus was a Ken doll. Yeah, like imagine if Colossus had no design put behind him. 
because you got the you got the bands of metal going on. Um, now I will say this. I will say this. The color scheme, color scheme is fine. I like the color scheme, but mm. this was a John Byrne era. In one of the things, I'll get to this a little bit later. But let's get through his deets first. So, his real name is Terminus. His occupation is scavenger and entrepreneur. So he's a, a he's All a right. pecker, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a pecker. Yep. He's you know, I really like the show American Pickers, but I hate the hosts. I just like the idea of the show a lot. If I could if like if I could have that show with not the host, it'd be perfect for me. Like, and also they should be a couple because, like, honestly, they're both horrible people. I don't like the idea of them dating any other people. <laughs> they have like a Bert and Ernie type going. They have like a tall, grumpy person and like a small jokester. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta talk about Terminus here. We get we 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 gotta talk about Terminus. So here. his legal status is unrevealed, not on Earth. Mm, I think he I think he's got somebody. I think I think he's got a girl. His other aliases, none known. His place of birth, unrevealed. His marital status, mm. unrevealed, perhaps inapplicable. Mm, no, I, I think he's got somebody back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's probably like Alicia Masters or something. I don't know. It's like a, it's like <laughs> another Alicia Masters because like John Byrne really liked just having Ben Grimm not be dating Alicia Masters. <laughs> it's okay. John Byrne doesn't have to talk about it anymore because. Mazel tov, they, are, they married. are married. Um, so no known relatives, no group affiliations. And his base of operations apparently mobile. Sure. Yeah. And he first showed up in Fantastic Four 269. Nice. Um Thank in 1984. I missed it. I missed it. Good <laughs> yeah. call. In 1984. Um Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. So he's a James Bond villain. So this was a uh, John Burns issue. Okay. John John Burns yeah. joint. And I'm going to say this. I know this is going to sound snarky. snarky. John Burns is one of those comic writers that does really well for a while, but then slowly crawls up his own butt. <laughs> then... Just a bit. Just a bit. I got tired of it by the end of his Fantastic Four run. It's out, yeah. of, out of, like, and I'm also going to say this, a lot of Fantastic Four comics are not good. It, yeah. it kind of ran solely off the fact that it was the, the first family. Yeah. Um, For a very long time. And it took... And, like, honestly, like, I'm glad Dan Slott is writing them because it feels like he's actually taking it in a new direction instead of trying to just do Jack and Kirby. I mean, Jack Kirby and Stan I, Lee again. I want to like... I, I want to like the Fantastic Four much more See, than I do. I love the Fantastic Four, but it's mostly because of its flaws. <laughs> the, okay, like fair its enough, flaws, fair like enough. It has so much stuff. It's... I'm gonna. I, well, you've got you've got you've got Ben Grimm, who I think most people really like the thing, and the thing is really fun to do. Uh, Johnny Storm, uh, he's arrogant and stuff, but you know, let's be honest, Johnny Storm's got some cool powers. Uh, Sue Richards is 
always underutilized, and the times when they try to utilize her, they always put her in the worst costumes or sexualize her beyond belief, but she's the mommy of the Marvel Universe. You can't do that. And then you got Reed Richards, who, yay, he's the smartest man alive, and he's got lame power. And he's also just a gigantic asshole and causes... That was out loud. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Do you feel better? Do you feel so better? He's, oh, my God. I, um, I, I dislike Mr. Fantastic so much, but... That yeah. being said, I still like the idea of the team a lot. I just feel like yes. it outgrew, like the Marvel Universe outgrew it almost immediately as it came on the scene. Pretty much, pretty much. And and even if you read through the Jack, uh, the Jack and Stan era and stuff, they run out of it. They run out of steam probably around issue seventy. Yeah, I think that, that's about right. Probably around issue seventy, and they managed to put out a couple more, a few more years worth of stuff. Yeah, and. And then, like, it just ping-pongs around to, like, mediocre teams. Not a, or not even mediocre teams. Great teams that just don't know what to do with it over and over and over again. And then John Burns kind of bring it, brings it back to popularity for, for a yeah. while. But I have problems with John Byrne. Um, and I'm going to say this as well. I know this is sacrilegious. But um, that whole, like, Alpha Flight, the, the Snowblind issue. Yeah. It's really good once mm-hmm. but when you do that over and over again in your comics where you just have white with the with the thing it loses its uh john 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 i hate to tell you this but i think the people in the bullpen are starting to realize that you are lazy you're not doing your job I think we're not going to really I, I don't think we're going to be able to sell it oh you you're going to have a hissy fit J- john i just I, you you want to leave now oh uh, uh, okay well your next comic will be when you damn when when you damn will feel like it. Okay. Uh, well, it's nice talking to you, John. Okay. Oh, thank okay. You. Okay. You're going to DC. Now? Oh wait, <laughs> you're gonna make who sleep with who by who villain now? So like so like I have a problem with John Byrne, mostly because you can see his lazy points, and and like the thing that I think made him super popular, like the like that made him stand out, like the whole like Snowblind issue, like. He turns it into a lazy storytelling device <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, uh, so is that is that what we think this is happening here with a uh, tall, horizontal, and sparkly? Well, I think what they were going to do, and I know this is exactly what they're going to do. Um, well, first off, uh, another thing I want to say: uh, the the synopsis of this, just the like the. Synopsis yeah. of this, like the ones in synopsis, says Mr. Fantastic and She-Hulk rushes to the aid of White Wingfoot's tribe. Back in New York, Sue bears the emotional weight of her miscarriage. Now, another thing about John Byrne is he really likes putting women in like weird situations mm-hmm. that seem unnecessary mm-hmm. and vaguely sexist. Maybe not like, mm-hmm. maybe not intentionally sexist. No, it's sexist. I don't think he's being intentionally sexist. I think he just doesn't know any better, and he it still comes off as extremely sexist. Fair enough. Yeah, we uh, a little while back, actually, it was around uh, Halloween. I did a crossover with three other podcasts, and we did the Mephisto limited series, and. Leading into that is an issue of Fantastic Four where they 
they're not living in the Baxter building because it was destroyed. It's before they move into the Avengers Mansion, but they've bought a house out in the suburbs, and weird magical stuff happens. But this weird magical stuff with Mephisto happens as Fantastic Four is getting ready for bed that night. So you have Sue and Reed in their are you have Sue Reed and and uh, Franklin. Franklin and Reed are in their pajamas. Sue is in her panties and bra when she gets attacked. And they lay all three of them out on the ground. And they just have her laid out on the ground in her bra and panties as, you know, medical personnel and, and policemen are running around. It's like, there is there is no reason for that. No. None whatsoever. Well, he also definitely likes certain characters a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You can definitely tell with She-Hulk uh, the well that a lot of Fantastic Four writers fall into. Um, what if we do Galactus, but different? The origin of the alien known as Terminus is yet as, as yet unknown, nor anything is known about the other members of his race, uh, if there are any. Operating a gigantic robotic suit from within its head and wielding a lance-like weapon that projects a Immensely powerful, uh, powerful destructive energy. Terminus has traveled from world to world, wrecking, wreaking destruction. He deposits the planets of he deposits the planets of the elements of which they contain, and still highly advanced uh, technologies and enslaved sentient beings inhabiting these worlds. What if Galactus, but different? He has an enslavement thing, uh, though, so he's worse, I guess. Yeah, there, this hmm. it's just a John Byrne-esque alien suit. If it, it is not known how Terminus uses his slaves in Plunder, but it's been speculated he sells them to unknown clients. So, uh, they pretty much just is like, uh, we don't know why he does this, so maybe he sells them? Why would he need money? Apparently, if he if he just plunders all the resources, he doesn't need to trade for them. Right? Because that's what you need money for. You barter something that contains value for something you need. But if you just take it, you don't need to barter for it. Capitalism. But it doesn't work if there's if he doesn't need if he has all the resources that he doesn't need like he has slave labor as well, which means he yeah. does he has no need for money. So why I have some, you could have just yeah. made him a plunderer. Or maybe not mention yeah. selling things, but whatever. A yet unknown number of years ago, Terminus ravaged the home world of an alien being who was a great scientist. Terminus took their alien scientist as his personal slave, using him to guide to other planets to plunder. Does that sound like something that maybe another character did? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like uh, he's got a herald, right? Yeah, like it's like a herald that would like scout out planets for him to mm-hmm. plunder and take all the elements. And 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 so he can you know get money. Yeah, so he can get money. Yeah, money. He needs them Benjamins. The alien scientists knew that Earth's human race would give rise to superhuman beings in the 20th century. 
Apparently, the alien had somehow learned of their genetic makeup. See, this, to me, points out a thing that I don't like about John Byrne's writing. Because he is the type of person who will go super hard into one Mm -hmm. little detail. But will leave out any detail (laughs) for anything that's not that one thing he wants to talk about. Like, like this is this is this is whoever wrote this entry trying to link ideas together that wasn't linked together in the books, right? Um, can you can note it? You notice when that happens in this book because, like, whenever it's like explained in the books, it tends to flow. Like, yeah. But this is just like, well, we don't know when, we don't know how, we don't even know why. He just did this and showed up on Earth to do stuff, and we had to stop him because that's what Fantastic Four is. We stopped And him. for some reason, this alien scientist is like, well, Earth will have superhumans at some point in the future. Because, you know, science. Yeah. And the science scientist was hoping that such beings would be able to stop Terminus. Um, the alien persuaded Terminus to go to Earth, and he found... And he fired an energy beam towards Earth to mark the planet as his. Oh, so he did a Chairface Chippendale on it. Put his uh, John Hancock on it. Just like... Well, it's Termit. He he got as far as Termit, and then it stopped. And then there was this bug company that came up and said, Oh, you know what? I've got an idea. I'm going to TM this. It's going to be Terminax. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Um, It It was a very short pier that I had to walk down for that joke. Fell into fell into an ocean. Ah, an ocean of bad yep. puns. So, uh, the beam traveled at the speed of light and took some hundreds of years to reach Earth. I still don't know why the alien would know. From something I just saw on this page I was looking at, uh, it was from the planet Zundam in the Fakawi star system. Yep, I bet that matters a lot. Yeah, so basically he carved his name into Earth's surface somewhere in the continental United States. And it was devastated in an area that was roughly a half a mile wide. And in his language, it says, I claim this world Terminus. Claim this land for Spain. You may call me Terminus Columbus. Yep, there definitely wasn't people already there who... (laughs) A team of superhuman champions known as the Fantastic Four investigated the massive destruction when they witnessed at the arrival of Terminus himself in a desert area in the southwestern United States. Kind of surprised that the Hulk didn't just like, big thing, Hulk smash big thing. Because <laughs> it's kind of a stump shiny big thing. Maybe maybe if, I, if Hulk smash, Hulk get beans out of the can. Yep. He does look like a can. Yeah, and the Hulk likes the beans. Hulk, yep. So he also likes baby deer. So Terminus hurled the scientist, which he bought with him, to his death. Just before expiring, the the alien scientist told the Fantastic Four about Terminus, and uh, Terminus was now going to please forgive me if this sounds like very familiar, putting down machines <laughs> to convert the Earth into to its elements. Wait, I saw this on an episode of Discovery once. No, no, it wasn't Discovery. It was a Fantastic Four where they fought Galactus. Yep. 
And, uh, yeah. Then, like, Mr. Fantastic did his thing where he made a thing that made him basically shoot back into space. <laughs> you go away now. Put a device on him. It's like, well, you go away now. And uh, She-Hulk, uh, who was previously knocked out, used Terminus's uh, alien... Well, not used. It knocked his, the lance out of his hand. And okay. uh, without his lance, it took months for Terminus to dig him away. So, so basically... Sorry, I explained it wrong. He's got wait. He's got a lance of he power. Got, yeah, he has a lance. He has a lance of power. Um. So instead, but he looks like a but he looks like a Ken doll. Okay. So, um. So basically, so it's late. It's I'm sorry, man. It's late at night. We've gone past the witching hour. We we have to get you know we have to get juvenile. Yeah. At some so point. um. Instead of it being thrown into space, he was thrown under the earth. Sorry, I was I said the wrong direction, but he was basically buried. To be fair, to be fair, if he goes far enough through Earth, he'll come out the other side and go into space. Yeah, and uh, and She Hulk knocked the the lance out of his hand, so it took him months to dig his way up. Um, the giant lance was transported as in a ship as a part of an operation, a government operation, when Lance, who returned to Earth's surface, somehow caused the entire ship to travel towards him at the at high speed. Um, he reclaimed his lance and started wreaking havoc in the Savage Land. He savaged the Savage Land. Pretty much. It's, you know, it's the place where things go to languish in mediocrity for a long time. <laughs> hey, we need to change of location. Let's use the Savage Land because pff, why not? You, we'll throw some dinosaurs in here and not really tell a story. They'll just... Everybody likes dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are just nice. Then he unleashed like a, a storm of atoms wait wait did i on paint pangea pangea which is another jungle that pangea which is in the antarctic it's amazing how many jungles are in the antarctic yeah well john byrne also made it to where like it was actually the site of like an alien uh like alien artifact thing that kang wanted really badly they retcon that pretty quickly. <laughs> what? Marvel Comics retcon something? The devil you say. Not so much that they retconned it. They're just like, no, this was dumb. We're going to just make it uh, uh, like a like a, a, a land. The sorry, the land that time forgot. I forgot what it's called. OK. Parody. Not parody, but, you know, place. And they're just like, no, this isn't a thing that the king wants. Stop it please we need a place for x-men to go when we have no storytelling to do for a while they need to go they need to go on a nice little vacation and there's no other place we can send them i mean like what you know, what we we have san francisco we have new york and we have genosha we need some other place to send them well what if what if wolverine was flying over this place and dropped his uh lighter and then one of the tribes uh started worshiping it as a fire and oh, then God. and then oh, and then oh no uh, no and then the uh really badass leader lady instead uh loses all agency and just like loses it and wants to sleep with him and then she becomes kind of like a side character that just dies you mean you mean yeah well, well, no, yeah. Well, no, no no she doesn't die she falls <sighs> into a fridge that and she never appears again 
It's a very big fridge. <laughs> so the next the next plane that goes across this this country drops a refrigerator. And she happens to go into this refrigerator and never comes out again. And it was right after she slept with Wolverine because he was a good warrior. The gods must be crazy. Yeah, he triggered like a bunch of earthquakes that wrecked the advanced technology that maintained the tropical conditions. Isn't that just climate change? Not at this point. Okay. We still had some ice left. This is pseudoscience. The earthquakes also snuff snuff the volcanoes that produce the heat. Remember, if you think about it too hard, you may break a synapsis. You could have just like made an earthquake. I just was reading ahead a little bit into this thing. This goes all the way up to Captain America Annual Number 9. And, uh, they start talking about something being put into the interior of Washington's Mount St. Helens volcano. Sorry, just totally threw me off because I'm like, really? You don't want to do that? No, don't put anything in Mount St. Helens. I can see, I can see that from my house, and I don't want that to explode again. Thank so you. So then, um, Terminus was attacked by the Avengers, and Hercules was just like. Get out of there! And he just like pills open the pills open the armor, and he he's basically like look at him. He's so, look at him, look at him, look at the pudgy little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe what he actually looks like inside the armor? It is he's an unbaked roll of dough. Is what he, he looks is. like a baby in that picture. It's just like he, it's, it's like it's it's an unbaked. It's like you you're you're in the middle of 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 kneading some bread and you haven't put the flour on it yet, and you got this glob of dough that's yellow, and that's what you got. Put some arms on there and a mouth, and you've got that picture. So um so Hercules was just like, well, get out of there. And then he just kind of throws him into the snow where he gets buried by snow and uh we don't know if he can uh take it let me give you an answer he can he shows up again oh i finally saw that picture yeah oh it's he just like looks a little baby (laughs) just not right folks he looks like a little baby (laughs) not right oh you want to know a fun story I um, want a fun thing. Yes, please. Uh, he, tell me a tell me a fun story, sir. At, funny enough, he shows up in uh, Alpha Flight. <laughs> I wonder why. Well, uh, bah, John Byrne. I, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, I may be thinking. You know what? It's not Terminus. It's Terrax. I'm thinking of. Oh no! I'm thinking of Terrax that was in the Superior uh, Superior Spider-Man. I'm sorry, it was another person in a gray suit with a power lance. <laughs> you mean it wasn't an unbaked baby in a metal suit? Uh, maybe. Wait, let me see. I might be thinking wrong. I need to be correct on this because it's bothering me. It's either Terrax or him, and I'm pretty sure it's Terrax at this point. I think it's Terrax. I'm pretty sure it's Terrax. It's just, uh, that's why I was getting him confused with the Herald of Galactus, not the knockoff Galactus, because Terrax was a Herald. Yeah, this guy's no hit. This guy's no No, Herald no, he's Galactus. just a knockoff Galactus. So, yeah, so he's 6'5 without the robot suit. 
He's a budgy little six five little fat alien yeah. in the unbaked in bread. the robotic suit. He's one fifty pound. I mean one fifty uh, feet. Um, his weight is unrevealed in the robot body. Unrevealed. Weirdly enough, no one picked him up and weighed him. Uh, can, could, could you, because please, for, for scientific purposes, we need you to step on the scale. Just come and step on the scale, and uh, no, no, you ate the scale. Okay, this will not work. So, um, his natural levels of strength are unknown. His robotic body is really strong. I would say that his uh, natural strength is null, because he's a fat little pudgy baby boy. Yep. Just look at those little hands. I don't think he'd be able to punch you that well. No, he barely can just punch, you know, he can barely control the little suit he's in. Yep. So, uh, he has no known superhuman powers, and um, he has a robot suit. Uh, one of his superpowers is he does smell faintly of bread. Which, honestly, is pretty good. I like that. I like that, Dan. Well, I like yeah, smelling yeah, bread. Like um, so, uh, his <laughs> thing is he has a giant robot suit. And he also has a lance that shoots things. I, I'm nope. I'm not going to go down that road again. Not going to go down that road again. So, uh, yeah, he's. <laughs> what if Galactus was more boring and less pathos? And had a pretty lame suit and a lance. Yep. 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 A lance. Can I have a lance? No. Fair enough, I don't deserve but it. But it is kind of weird that Terrax looks almost exactly like him and also has a lance. <laughs> like, it's a little weird, right? Like, what Possibly. is it with, what is it with um, like, Galactus Heralds? <laughs> All, like, having a similar thing. Like, there was two fire-based ones. Well, I, I, can see, I can see that. I mean... Cosmic fire, sure, it looks cool in space. And, you know, you can't really redo Silver Surfer because, you know, he's the Silver Surfer. So, yeah, there's going to be some repet- repeti- there's gonna be some repetition, you know? Don't, don't, yeah, don't squelch too much on him. I mean, Galactus is X thousand years old, right? Yeah. And so, you know, after, you, know you see the same thing every now and again. He goes through phases. He went through a couple fire phases. We've all been there. I've said too much. Well, one one of the one of the times he's just like, "You're Johnny Storm's girlfriend. You want to be more powerful than him?" And she's just like, "Yep, okay, say goodbye." Well, I already am because I'm a woman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's he's like really he's <laughs> like uh, Johnny jo- Johnny poor Johnny 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 poor Johnny, Johnny Storm. We really can't keep talking about Terminus, or Terminus because he's really not that interesting. No, and honestly, it's just a sore point for me because, like, this was around the time in John Burns run. I'm just like, you're, you're just crawling, you're just crawling up your own butt really hard right now, aren't you? What's What's funny is that I was looking through some of the stuff, other stuff he did, you know, past when the handbook came out, you know, more in the late '80s, early '90s, and. He was kind of bouncing around at the same time that um, the ev- the uh, evolutionary war was going on. That the suit was kind of part of that a little bit. Uh, there's an issue of Quasar. There's probably about four or five issues on here that they mention that I own. I can I do not remember this character. I can't tell you anything about the, those issues. 
and I own those issues. So you just reminded me that evolutionary war was a thing that I forget about very often. It's not a problem that you forget about it because guess what? No, everyone forgot about it. It's not that important. It wasn't that good. Uh, yep. I think we're pretty much done. Um, unless you have anything more to say about like uh, that bread, bread. Um, Ooh. no, I, I, I like. I do say that I do like uh, Bob's Red Mill and Dave's Killer Bread. In fact, we live very close to both of them. So on certain mornings, I go outside and I just smell the baking of bread, which is quite pleasant. Well, um, what about this? Let's uh, talk about John Byrne, maybe just a little bit more, because honestly, I haven't had a really good chance to yet. And I have problems. Oh, well, he has problems, I should say. And I thought we beat John Byrne with a, with a I feel stick. Like, I feel like I should be more explicit with the one reference I made. He... He was the one, uh, he was, when he went over to DC for a little bit, um, uh-huh. one of the more well-known things he's did is he was writing, uh, he was writing Superman. And, uh, at one point he had Big Barda and... I thought you were going to mention yeah, that. Yeah, he had Big Barda and Superman, uh, not trick... Make a porno. Make a porno uh, it, by a villain named Sleaze, who was also a, yeah. a new god. Um, that was Burn. That was uh-huh. Burn. Huh. Okay. And was he the one who did Mantis? No, he wasn't. That was... No, Engelhart. No. So, um, yeah, but like, I, John Byrne is one of those, one of those people who I think just kind of crawls up his own butt after a while. Um, that kind of falls into the same people that I would say like, uh, Grant Morrison does (laughs) like, I think, I think most comic book creators at one point in time or the other are going to hit that level. I'm going to say this people who are considered geniuses tend to do it sure alan moore definitely does it um oh god like i think he lives up his own butt never and just does nothing but wizard spells up there Um, sure um i i love neil gaiman but i think he probably does it himself at times uh, i feel like his threshold is like way further out though oh yes um i'm trying to think of other Engelhart can do it a lot as well Mm -hmm. uh gerber can Oh, yeah. uh, so basically a lot of the like really like influential people like if you just don't give them like you know Kirby does it as well yeah, yeah so I feel like you know anyone who's considered G- Stan Lee might have done it himself so yeah so I uh, think we're pretty much done besides that uh, let's get to plugs alright well you can find me um, I'm start that all over my name is Rick. You can find me at Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. That is our bi-weekly show where we talk about Power Pack. We walk through there and talk about each issue while we drink beer and have a lot of laughs and have a lot of fun. Please check us out wherever you find your podcasts. That's Jeff and Rick Presents, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Okay, um, I have the links to all the important links in the description. Uh, that's for the Twitter and the uh, Instagram. Uh, and um, I don't really feel like doing most of my plugs. And don't think this is going to be one that brings people in. This has been Alphabet Flight. And please listen anymore. And don't toot that horn.
Good night. Mm-hmm.